the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Shalom, and let's pray together. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we thank you and praise you and worship you, Lord. For this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And Lord, this is a, an amazing day, amazing time. And so, Lord, as we look at your word, as we look at your calendar, as we look at what your heart is for us to know today, Lord, pour out your mercy and compassion on us. Show us your love in all things that happen And Lord, if we are just being ready and nothing happens of any monumentous uh, occasion, then we will praise you yet again. In all things, we will praise you. So Lord, we bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen and amen. Well, you know, we're talking uh, this month about the appointments with God, the Moedim, and uh, sometimes people call them Jewish holidays, but that's not really accurate. Uh, these are appointed times, and so we want to make sure that you make your appointments, right? <laughs> so I invite you to participate with us. And you can do that by visiting us at Sharesh David. We have a number of Rosh Hashanah uh, services tonight, uh, including the one in Tampa at 7 o'clock. And um, that's right, Rosh Hashanah begins tonight. And that's not all that begins tonight, right? Uh, depending on what you've been listening to, and you might say, hey, am I ready for what God is possibly going to do? We'll talk about that in a moment. But, you know, email me, and I'll be happy to send you our calendar so that you can see what other holy days you can participate in. Just email me at rabbi at org. 
And look, this is a great time to bring friends to our services, especially Jewish friends who don't know the Lord. So again, uh, tonight, Rosh Hashanah begins at 7. And uh, come visit us. We're at 4320 Bay to Bay Boulevard. 33629 is the zip for your GPS. And we also have services tomorrow, Monday at 11, because Rosh Hashanah is a 24-hour period, always from the evening to the next evening. So from roughly 11 to 1, we will have a service on Monday. Uh, it's, it's a great and interesting time. And a lot of us have tremendous expectations of what's going to happen. You know, last week we talked about um, making sure that we're praying for the seven mountains of influence, you know, family, religion, education, business, media, arts and entertainment, and government. And we talked about why these Jewish holy days, so to speak, should be important to you. Of course, you know why. They're not Jewish holy days. They're appointed times. Today we're going to focus on Rosh Hashanah. And so at this point, let me say to you, Lishana Tava Tikatev Vete Hatem. May you be inscribed and sealed for a good new year. Amen. Amen. And I would like to say Chag Sameach, which means have a joyous festival. Or Good Yontiv, which is Yiddish, which means have a good holiday. Now, Rosh Hashanah has a lot of names. It has Yom HaZikaron, the Day of Remembrance, Yom Hadin, the Day of Judgment, Yom Teruah, the Day of the Blowing of the Trumpet. And in fact, that is the biblical name. It, it, Rosh Hashanah, the, uh, which means head of the year is not the biblical name, even though that's the one we use. It's Yom Teruah, the day of the blowing or the sounding of the horn or the, the shofar. And, um, the reason the rabbis changed the New Year's, which actually the biblical New Year is the first of Nisan, which is usually in the spring uh, around Passover time. Um, but they changed it because there are three s- strong holy days in this one month. So they changed the seventh month to Rosh Hashanah and called it the head of the year because you have the three holy days right in the same month. And uh, the theme, as we talked about last week, uh, we saw that the holy days in the spring have all been fulfilled in Yeshua. So the theme of Rosh Hashanah here, there are a number of themes, actually. The first one is to awake. You know, we've had this summertime, and God is saying, okay, I don't know how you did, but let's awake spiritually, right? (laughs) So this is a time to awake, to understand that God is our king. We need to trust and depend and obey and love him. Number three, the third theme is to repent. And the fourth theme is to believe God for a sweet year. 
And what I alluded to earlier was that if you've heard people like Rabbi Jonathan Kahn and others speak, this is the beginning of the Shemitah. Now, look, the Shemitah is literally, it means to release. And it's every cycle would culminate in a sabbatical year, uh, every cycle of seven years. And this no, is known as the Shemitah. And in the Shemitah year, it waves all outstanding deaths. Uh, and so we are starting a Shemitah year. And Jonathan believes the broader principle of the seven-year cycle still holds the secret of how God deals with nations in terms of blessings and judgment. And it is possible for financial crashes and the rise and fall of nations uh, to be within the pattern of seven-year cycles. Now, add to that something called the blood moons, which are the total lunar eclipse in which the moon appears to be red as blood, and it's very rare to happen, and it has happened within uh, a year's period of Passover 2014, Feast of Tabernacles 2014, Passover 2015, and Feast of Tabernacles September 28th. 2015. So the blood moons also seem to be significant in Israel's history. Uh, we had them at the Spanish Inquisition. Again, it's very rare. You, there have only been three, really, in the past 500 years. And, and to have these clumped together is even more rare. Uh, but we see this at the Spanish Inquisition, the, um, the time when Israel became a nation in 19, well, the blood moons actually were in 49, and also at the time of the Six-Day War in the 67 and 68. So I guess another theme of Rosh Hashanah is to be ready. And isn't that uh, a theme of God all throughout his scripture? We are to be ready for what is coming. And so I'm not here to tell you what is coming, but I am here to say, let us be ready. It seems like all of these things are coming together. And these next, uh, I would say, 14 to, well, 18 days as we go through the uh, the time of the holy days. Yom Kippur is 10 days after Rosh Hashanah, and Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacle, is five days after Yom Kippur, and that's an eight-day holy day. So when that's finished, we'll have a sense of, is God doing something uh, in judgment against our nation and against the world? And um, we will see what's happening both as the nations as well as our financial uh, foundations and what's going on. So Rosh Hashanah. Is, is, as I mentioned, it means the head of the year. And you find all of the holy days in Leviticus 23. Now, the one for Rosh Hashanah is Leviticus 23, starting with verse 23. And it's uh, all about what we are to do. So these themes 
uh, for instance, blowing of the shofar, which is Yom Teruah, the waking up. And I believe that uh, one day, whether it's this year, and if it's this year, we've that'll be interesting, but one day Yeshua will return. And I believe he will return at the time of Rosh Hashanah. And it will be like reading First Thessalonians 4.13. Now, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who are asleep, so that you may not grieve like the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Yeshua died and rose again, so with him God will also bring those who have fallen asleep in Yeshua. For this will tell you by the word of the Lord that we are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall in no way precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself shall come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the blast of God's shofar, or his trumpet, and the dead in Messiah shall rise first. And those who are alive, who are left behind, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And so I'm here to encourage you today with these words as to look, something might happen, maybe nothing will happen, but I want you to be ready and I want you to be encouraged that we shall always be with the Lord. That is his promise to us. Isn't that a great promise? Listen, the second theme is God is our father. He is our king. And within Judaism, that is a very strong theme of Rosh Hashanah, that he is king. And and uh, we depend, of course, the, the traditional Jewish people do not say it's King Messiah. We do, though, in Messianic Judaism, and I would hope you do as well. We depend on him, we serve him, we worship him. And so this is a key theme of Rosh Hashanah. Also, believing God for a sweet new year. This is uh, traditional. There's apples and honey at the end of the service, and you eat apples and honey, recognizing that uh, we are to have a great year. A great year, and that sweetness symbolizing from uh, by the apples and honey next we we recognize our sin and we repent and there is a separate service called tashlich and uh, you take some bread breadcrumbs and you go to an area of water and you throw them in representing uh, you getting rid of your sins, that you are throwing your sins in the water. Now you say, well, that's kind of strange, but it comes from actually a scripture, Micah seven nineteen, where it says, he will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. And so that's where we get that from. Look, let's listen to what God says about this appointment, Rosh Hashanah. It says in chapter 23 of Leviticus, verse 24, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, 
on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath rest, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it, and you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. So, what does it mean? Well, we, a holy convocation, we're to have services. And so we have services tonight, Sunday night, the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, and tomorrow, Monday, because the second thing is we're not supposed to work. <laughs> and so the whole day, we are to um, not work. So we will um, just enjoy our morning services, and then the rest of the day, just relax and spend time with the Lord. Third, the blowing of the trumpets. And we've already talked about that. That is an alarm in a sense. Uh, wake up, sleepy heads, spiritually. <laughs> wake up. By the way, if you see the movie War Rooms, you'll definitely wake up. It's a great movie. Go see it. It's, uh, it, it's another way of blowing the trumpet, so to speak. Uh, the trumpet of the importance of prayer. And number four, an offering by fire. Well, we don't do that, but, uh, you know, we do the others. And then, traditionally, there are ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And I say traditionally because the, these ten days are not mentioned in Scripture. But in Jewish tradition, they are called the ten days of awe. And these are the days where you are to introspectively look at yourself and you get right with God by repenting. Oftentimes, you go through the waters of mikvah. What are the waters of mikvah? Well, the mikvah is an immersion. You are immersed in water. Yes, that is a Jewish tradition. And so our immersion service will be in Fort DeSoto Park on the 20th, Sunday at 11 a.m. And you might call this baptism. We call it immersion. And we immerse people and we immerse new believers. And we also immerse people who uh, want a new beginning. Because in a sense, going into the waters of immersion is like dying to self and being raised up and being cleansed symbolically. And so those who want a new beginning uh, oftentimes get re-immersed. You have to understand that the Jewish tradition was to be immersed before coming to God. So there were many baths in the temple and, and people would immerse themselves before prayer and they might immerse themselves three, four, five times a day. So what you might think of is a Christian thing, this idea of baptism, um, when Yochanan or John came with this idea of immersing people, um, this was already understood by Jewish people. This was not something new that he figured out. Okay, so we will do the waters of mikvah. And then comes the ten de, uh, the uh, tenth of Tishri, the month of on the Hebrew calendar, and this is Yom Kippur, and this is considered in Judaism the holiest day of the year, and it is spent in fasting, prayer, 
and confession the entire day. We don't eat. We don't drink. We just stay at synagogue the whole day. Now, not all of our people do that, but a significant number do that. We'd love for you to come to that as well does mean you'll have to take off work because it falls on uh, a week from Wednesday. So, um, you know, decide whether you'd like to come. We also have a Kol Nidre service the night before. That's a week from Tuesday uh, that evening. And, and we do the famous Kol Nidre chant. And uh, that is the beginning of Yom Kippur and the beginning of our fast. We also break the fast uh, the next day around 7, 7.30 in the evening and spend the time fellowshipping together. Uh, and then comes the holy day of Sukkot. Now, Sukkot is, is found in Leviticus 23, 33 to 44, and it falls on the 15th day of Tishri. And God told the people that they should live in booths for seven days so that the generations would know that his people live in booths when he brought them out of Egypt. It's really a joyful celebration. And and I believe that Yom Kippur is the time where God gives us one more time. When Yeshua returns, he's going to give us one more time to repent. And then the Feast of Tabernacles, tabernacling together, is is bringing people together. It's, it's when Messiah brings his body together. And I believe in that last day, he will draw his people together. And uh, that will obviously be a fantastic uh, celebration, right? So these are the ideas of the fall um, feasts. And these fall feasts, these fall appointments with God have not been fulfilled yet. And that's why I believe they will be fulfilled when Yeshua comes again. So will it happen this year? Don't know. Will it happen in a hundred years? I have no idea. But I do know that if you have neighbors and friends and people that you associate with and they do not know Yeshua as their Messiah, they are not ready. And so it would make perfect sense for you to bring them to services tonight so that they can be ready. And we will do our best to share God's word, to share his goodness and his amazing redeeming abilities so that you and I and our friends will all be saved. Amen and amen. Let me just mention that next week we're going to talk about, again, an overall plan that I love to talk about during these holy days. Besides Yom Kippur, we're going to talk about God's plan for us and what I call the 10 R's. And um, we see the there's a, a, a plan going from Rosh Hashanah to Sukkot, which is exciting. And so the words are to reflect. I'm going to give you a little teaser now. You have to come back next week. Reflect, recognize, repent, redeemed, reconciled, received, rejoice, remember, retell, and the results are renewed, refreshed, and revived. 
Well, we're going to talk about that next week along with Yom Kippur. Oh, there's so much to talk about. What are we going to do here? Listen, I once again invite you to services 7 o'clock tonight, 11 o'clock tomorrow. Yes, you're allowed to miss work uh, because God said that this is a day off. <laughs> I don't know if you can do that, but if you can, come visit with us. Uh, Shoresh David at 4320 Bay to Bay Boulevard, uh, 33629, or check one of our other locations. Um, we have locations all around the area, and each one is having a service this evening. So, uh, I just pray blessings upon you, and I ask you to consider how uh, the heart of Messiah is to be in your heart. So may you grow in your desire to have a heart like his. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.